another episode of the Hidden World of Women podcast. Uh, my name is Melanie and this podcast is, as always, brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. Uh, I'm back today with the lovely Till, who in part one, this has turned into be a fantastic two-part um, podcast because there's just so much, um, I think, depth of information about the topic of stillbirth. And in part one, uh, Till graciously shared her story of the conception, the death and the birth of her little girl, Claudia. Um, and we kind of finished up uh, talking about really the medical profession. That's kind of that the journey we went through with that after her uh, experience of stillbirth with um, Claudia. Till uh, is also the vice president of SANS here in No. She's WA State Coordinator. WA State Coordinator. Hang on, let me just find that bracket one minute. Can just see it there. So Till is also the WA State Coordinator of SANS here in Western Australia. SANS is now gone national, I believe. Um, and SANS supports uh, women and their families who've experienced pregnancy loss, whether that's um, stillbirth, miscarriage, neonatal death, um, medically uh, terminations for medical reasons, the whole gamut of um, loss through to um, uh, infertility, IVF loss. Sort of everything under that umbrella. So anyway, I'm talking a lot. Welcome back, Till. <laughs> thank you, Melanie. <laughs> I just bumbled through that one. Um, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, and I thought it would be really wonderful to have you back here to sort of follow the story from where we ended up. When it, where we ended up um, after the, the the death and the birth of Claudia. And then um, we kind of ended up talking. We t- yeah ended up talking more about how what was useful for the medical um, staff to know the obstetric team in terms of what they need to say and what they don't, what is not helpful, all these kinds of things. But I also wondered um, before when you were talking about your story and your pregnancy and the the bonding that was going on between your other children and Claudia before she was born, and then what what kind of happened then for me there was this kind of like dot 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 and I'm like (laughs) wow you know after going through that in in the hospital and then you've got to come home and then there's the real world so I was wondering if you'd be able to talk a little bit more about about how that was for your other children and then what do we do generally to support children and families who experience this so that when when you have this experience of of uh, and I'll speak to it in my case was mm-hmm. stillbirth, but um, generally in, in pregnancy loss or infant loss, you know, there's a lot of talk around the 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 situation that happens with mum and baby, or even with dad and baby as yeah. well, because that's also an incredibly important mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times there are other children involved, mm. and um, and that was certainly in my case when. Um, I was pregnant with Claudia and when Claudia was born, um, my two daughters, I had two living daughters and mm-hmm. they were seven and four at the time. Yeah. So quite young, mm. but the seven-year-old was old enough to, to, to know what was going on. But what they did know was they were both thrilled to yeah. have another. Yeah. A- and we knew it was a girl, so they knew Aww. it was going to be another baby sister. Yeah. So it was going to be a girl gang. <laughs> it was going to be fabulous. <laughs> like we got it all set out. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> you ah. know, they were all been able to go in the same room together, oh. whether they wanted to or not. Yeah. Di- dynamics, you know, siblings, that, that's further sure. down the track. Sure. When, you're, when you're planning, uh, yeah. when they're planning in their little four and seven-year-old minds, yeah. they've got it all set out. Mm. And um, 
they were so in love you know mm. they were they were in love with their baby they the, the baby they had bonded with it already um obviously like I said before Claudia was 32 weeks when she died so mm. I was in my third trimester well and truly pregnant I was big yep. we were baby was coming you know we yeah. had the stuff ready for baby they had mm-hmm. um picked out some bits and pieces already um yeah. that they were invested they were invested in their sister they mm. knew that she mm. was there mm-hmm. she was a real a very real part of the family already yeah. um and so she was already part of the conversation mm. she was already part of the way that we talked um mm. so it was you know when you know where's baby going to sit in the car you know, mm. is baby going to come to the same school as us you know can we can we hold her when she's born what are we you know what are we going to call her we'd start talking about yeah. names and really normal things like yeah. why would you not be talking about all this exactly stuff? and it's what you would do in general you would sure. want to begin that bonding process mm. from from uh, as long as whenever you're comfortable doing that yeah um so yes. you know for us it was um as soon as I don't know if it was as soon as the pregnancy happened, but reasonably once we knew that mm. the pregnancy had settled in, yeah, um, it was it was fine. Yeah, let's let let the kids know um, that they're going to have a brother or sister. And of course, I had morning sickness, so it's like, well, <laughs> why is mum, you yep. know, looking like <laughs> she's <laughs> dragging out of the yeah, yeah. swamp every morning? And <laughs> oh, it's so fun. <laughs> it's like it's not got to do with you girls, but it's it's yes. actually the the yes. mum's pregnant and. It's and this is what's happening. This mm. is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so they were, they were thrilled. Mm. They were absolutely thrilled to be having another, another sister. They were really, really looking forward to it. And we had um, facilitated that bonding as well. You mm-hmm. know, take we, um, I had taken them to the ultrasounds as well, yeah. shown them, um, mm. feel baby wow. growing. Wow. Um, you know, come and come and talk to baby. Baby's moving. Mm. Oh, come and feel baby moving. You know. They're talking to you. Oh, look, she wants to talk to you. Come and come and say something to her, you know, because she'll hear your voice yes. when she comes out. Yeah. She'll be she'll know that it's your voice, baby, and she'll come and she'll she'll want to be close to you because she knows you already. Yeah, you know, she's she's already she already knows that you're her sister. Mm. So you're really building a, the bond, yeah. you know, well before she's here. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, and we had, um, yeah, as I say, very purposefully built built that bond for Mm -hmm. them um and as i was explaining to you previously um Mm -hmm. it was it was um one of the first thoughts that crossed my mind when Mm -hmm. i was entertaining the thought that something was wrong with Mm -hmm. claudia Mm -hmm. when she wasn't moving that night when there was no pushback from her feet when Mm. when i felt my body go into shock when Mm. when you have all those thoughts one of my main thoughts Mm -hmm. was how is this going to affect Evie and Leah Mm. how is this going to affect them my two daughters Mm. I can't believe that I'm going through this but I can't believe that they're going to have to go through this that you can't you can't stop that yeah Mm. and I I just I was almost overwhelmed with Mm having to break their hearts mm. you know h- how mm. do you break the heart mm. of a seven and a four-year-old and i just uh, mm. the 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 thought of the very thought of that was something that it just fed into my whole fear my whole mm. um the, the fear that i had about what was going to happen and how if this pans out the way that my gut is telling me that it's going to pan out 
yeah. of these awful things that I'm going to have to go through. How yeah. am I going to break the heart of my husband? And mm. how am I going to break the heart of my two beautiful children who shouldn't have to know anything about death? Mm. They shouldn't mm. have to know anything about this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so it was really something that was in the forefront of my mind from wow. from the, 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 the very moment that I mm-hmm. felt that something was not right. And you did, I remember you said in the in the last, in part one, that you were saying you did, uh, you had you had gone to hospital and been told that she was gone, Claudia was gone, and then you had to go home again. And you did, in that, in those, uh, in that time, I think it was then that you said something to them just to, just to kind of, I don't know, pre-warn them that something was not right. I think um, when we were actually told that... Claudia had died. Mm. Um, one of the first questions was, uh, uh, "Well, what what do I tell? What do I tell the others? What do I tell the kids? Mm-hmm. How do how do I do this? Yeah. How do I how do I navigate this big?" So you asked them that. You yeah, asked, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a, as like, like I said, it was a big concern for me. How do I how do I begin this traumatic experience for yep. them in a way that is not going to damage them? Yes, and I. I don't know that I got any answers to that that day or even if I did, I don't know that I was in the state sure. to be able to um, process that mm. information that was coming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But all I know is that when what what I did do, so we got home, um, my husband and I got home and um, the kids needed picking up from school and dinner needed to be made and bedtime and mm. homework and all of that stuff. Um, and I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them that she had died mm-hmm. that day, but they knew that I was upset. They knew that um, something had happened or something wasn't right, but we d- I didn't tell them. And that was mainly um, also because I was trying to work out how to tell them. Yeah. But it was still so difficult for me to, mm. to even say it, to acknowledge it myself, what was going on. Yeah. And when you're incapable of even speaking verbally about mm-hmm. it so my internal voice knew what was going on but mm-hmm. you know to be able to speak it it's, it's, it's almost like you can't take it back yes and so to me to to yeah. say to my daughters claudia's dead yeah it's like it, it's just There's such no way a finality like i can't i can't yeah take take those words back it's it's real yep. it's there um and i just don't know that i was able to mm. to, to, to function in that way at, at that particular moment we'd only just found out hours earlier that she yeah. that she had officially died um and i don't know if i mentioned it in the other podcast i may have but um when mm. we got home my four-year-old daughter was she just got a, she got an ipad <laughs> and she was making videos mm-hmm. um did i say this one no, no okay no. so she she had um so we, we weren't going to buy them ipads i will tell you this we weren't going to, but when we found out we were pregnant again, yep. it was like, well, maybe we should get them an iPad so that I can have time to, <laughs> ah, you know. <laughs> clever. It's <laughs> like, not going to do it, not going to do it. But look, actually, now that I'm pregnant, mm. I'm probably going to need a little bit of extra time and maybe we could just get them some educational games and things like that to go on there. Yeah. So we did that. Yeah. So they had got these beautiful new little iPad minis and they thought they were the... Oh, they, they thought they were superstars, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so they were going around making so many videos <laughs> of everything, <laughs> like of their feet yeah. and of the ceiling and yeah. videoing the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's 
cute. Oh, and um, yeah. so what what happened was that so they obviously videoing everything and. Um, when I went through the videos later on, I, even though I knew that what was happening at the time, I didn't mm. wasn't processing it that much. But um, afterwards, when we looked through, my four-year-old's got um, she's got videos of um, about ten minutes after I arrived home mm-hmm. from the hospital, and I'm sitting on the couch down the back, and um, my face is just. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the, the, the shock and the trauma of the day is mm. just written everywhere mm. on your body. And she's running around in circles and she's screaming mm-hmm. and she's mm. just so playful and so beautiful and yeah. just so full of not a care. You know, mm. like, life is good. Life is beautiful for her. Mm. And she's expressing it in an, such an exuberant way. And she pans across to me and she's like, Mommy, Mommy, you know, uh, some, mm. something or other it's sparkling over here i don't know yeah. what it was she said but it was something adorable mm. and completely age appropriate and cute <laughs> and i try and smile mm. so there's this there's a, a little section there where i'm trying to smile at her and mm. you can just I, I look at it and i just think god what a wow how broken i was in that moment i just rem- i remember i actually remember that moment of her doing that mm-hmm. and i remember my thought pattern at the time was mm. i I'll just just if I can talk normally, yeah. She can see that I'm distressed, but if I smile, mm. you know, I'll make it. I'll make it okay for her. Mm. I'll make it just normal for her. I don't. I can't break her heart right now. How mm. can I do that? Mm. You know, and just looking at her being so full of mm. it's just, just yeah, it's not a care in the world. Mm. And here's me with this information, Jeez. holding this information inside holding this baby inside, mm. holding her sister that I know is dead. But she doesn't know that yet, but I know that. Oh, That's crazy. How do I how do I put this information across to her mm. without destroying her, without without giving her um, unnecessary trauma? Yeah. Um, and, and I just I still hadn't worked out how to do that yet. I hadn't worked it out at all. It's like you're waiting to burst her bubble in a way of just a joyful, innocent being, you know, of, of a childhood, which is, you know, we would hope is innocent and free of pain <laughs> and free of, you know, worries. And you're in this space of of knowing what's about to happen for you and for everyone. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. a sense of how do I do this? How can I do this? Mm. You know, what what person does this make me? And then, of course, you've got mm. the the guilt of, um, mm. you know, the, the the mother guilt of what's actually happened. Like, what did what did I do to make this happen? Oh, wow. Did I not know? How could I have not known my child was in wow. in any distress? How could I have not known that? Mm. Um, and so, all of those th- questions are, are running through your head, and they're they're it's like what. Yeah, you know, you get that feeling of like I did this to them. Oh so wow! I, I did this oh, that's to heavy. them. So, and now I've got to tell them mm. how. How do I even do that? Where do I even start? It's I just had no, huge. just had no clue what to do. Um, and what en- we ended up doing, they they knew that that I was upset that day, and I just was very um, quiet, and I let others take the lead. Yeah. Um, in in that sense that that were better able to cope um my husband was was quite good mm-hmm. he, was, he was able to get things done put them to bed early and um 
what we did was, even though we we had the, the night and then we were going early the next morning to go back to hospital to begin the birthing process, mm-hmm. I don't think I slept. I think I would have been lucky to get half an hour's wow. sleep and it wouldn't, I wouldn't even have been sleep. It would just be some kind of lucid state of, yeah. of exhaustion. Yeah. Um, but in the morning, um, I said to I, – I pulled the girls in because something needed to be said. Yeah. And I said to them, look, um, I'm going to have to go to the hospital today and the doctors think that there might be something that, that they think something's wrong with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to know that I'm okay. Mum's mm. okay. And if you need to give me a call, just give me a call, okay? You know, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know that the baby's going to be okay. Right. So we knew, obviously, yeah. that that Cordy had died. But I just felt that I couldn't tell them right then in that yeah. moment. And that's just a personal mm. Um, mm. how I felt at the time. And and I mean, that's all you can do. That's it. That's what. That's what all your. That's what your, the limit is for you at that that point yeah. I, it's interesting though that the reassurance you gave them that you're going to be okay and I, I think as a as, as a mother that makes sense to me because I think children y- you know it's the, the worst case scenario is that is something going to happen to my mum you know mm. it's bad enough something else is happening here but we need to reassure our children that it's okay I'm I'm okay you know and as far as you knew you were mm. you were okay and that that can help settle you know, the little anxieties or the big anxieties in them. Yeah, you're just trying to – it's almost like you're trying to mitigate the fall mm. or trying to stagger the fall, mm-hmm. stagger that trauma. Um, yeah, soften the blow. Soften the blow, yeah, exactly. Oh, so, And I don't know if that was the correct thing to do, oh. but as I said, it was what I was capable of doing at the time. Yes, um, yes. And knowing yeah. the way that my children are, mm-hmm. so I, what, what I did was – I acknowledge that my children are very anxious. They mm-hmm. can be very sensitive, very anxious children, especially my elder one. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, my younger one's very, very sensitive as well. So mm. I thought, how would how are they mm-hmm. going to react mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if I sat them down and said to them, mm-hmm. mummy had to go into hospital yesterday and mm-hmm. they, the doctor told me that the baby was dead, but I'm okay, but I'm going to go and give birth today. I, j- I just don't think I could have said that wow. in a way that would not have yeah. been... <laughs> Yeah, that would just the, I just didn't think that it was going to work. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have said that to them in in any way that would not be damaging to them. Yeah. Um. So the way I thought, yeah, to do it that would be to to stagger the information and to give them that reassurance mm. that Fair you know yeah. we love we love baby. We're going to do what we can. Yeah. Even though I knew that she was already dead, and we we're going to do what we can. But mum's going to be okay. Dad's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Dad's mm-hmm. going to be there too. Um, so that's that's how we did it um, that morning. Mm-hmm. So we had to go into hospital by six a.m. Mm. So we they they'd been up early, and as I say, we we pulled them aside. Um, <coughs> and during that day, when we were in hospital, and as I said to you in the the mm. previous podcast, it you, <laughs> you don't know how that day is going to pan out and it certainly didn't pan out as I mm-hmm. had assumed where you just go in and you give birth. It uh, doesn't work that way. Your body's not ready to give birth. You've mm. got to go through the whole process. So we were there for a, a very, very long time. We went in at 6am and Claudia wasn't born until 10.30pm. Wow. Um, so that's a long day to be away from from my girls mm-hmm. and I was constantly texting them. They were with their grandparents. Right. 
um, who were looking after them very well, who they were yeah. comfortable with. Yeah. Um, so that was – I knew that they were in, in safe hands. Yeah. And um, they were uh, – we were getting texts back and, you know, you know they're, they're asking they're asking about baby, they're asking about you. And Did in, in your – their grandparents knew you? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they they knew that Cordia was dead, mm-hmm. um, but and they also knew that we hadn't um, told told them mm-hmm. that morning, and they knew that what what I'd said to them that morning, <coughs> and um, at some point in the day, I think what happened was the, ch- the children were asking, mm. the children were asking what was happened, what's happening, and um, they must have said the grandparents must have said I was in labour, mm. and. Um, it just facilitated a conversation mm-hmm. where that mm-hmm. was actually quite an appropriate moment mm-hmm. to to tell the girls mm-hmm. that um, mum is okay, but but baby's dead. Mm-hmm. And so I actually I actually didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't tell the girls. That it was mm-hmm. their grandparents mm-hmm. that told them. Mm-hmm. And I trust that, yeah. that 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 conversation happened completely organically mm-hmm. in, in a in a very controlled way where they wouldn't have said anything if they mm. did not think that that was an appropriate thing to say. Yeah. Um, so I, I trust that that was, that was, it happened that the way it did, even though yeah. I, you know, I would have loved, would have liked to have told, told the girls myself. Yeah. But, but it made sense at the time. It, it sounds did. Like it was it did make sense at the time and it yeah. was, it was appropriate. I yeah. think they would have been, and I think, you know, you've got to be responsive to what the children mm. are. So I can understand that they, that by, maybe by, um, not saying anything when they're asking those questions yeah, yeah. for them for for the grandparents to then go, oh no, you know, mm. oh I don't know, everything's everything's okay, or I think I haven't heard, or I don't mm. know, for them to actually just mm, say at mean. that point, look, mum's just giving me a call, mum's just giving me a text, mm-hmm. and this is what's happening. They found out mm-hmm. that the baby's died, but mum's okay. She's in hospital. She's being looked after. Mm-hmm. That's how that conversation. Nice. And would yeah. have gone. And so they were able to um, yeah. focus then on, on the girls and, and their emotional reactions to it. Um, I believe that they were upset, mm. but they were also kids. Yeah. And yeah. they <laughs> they went outside and played. Yep. Because <laughs> they're kids. Because <laughs> they're kids and Aww. that's what they do. And then they came in again and they were asking. And sure. There was that backward yep. and forward um, letting them know what was going on. Um, and, by the, of course, by the time Claudia was actually born, they had already gone to bed, and mm-hmm. um, it wasn't um, it wasn't appropriate to get in, in, to- in, in contact with them then, anyway. Yeah. Um, but what what did happen the next morning? Um, I think I said to you in the previous um, podcast that it was really important to me to have Claudia yes. with me, yes, in bed, and um, so I had asked for her to be in bed with me, and I remember being up practically the whole night mm. just being with her and mm. looking at her and then mm. kissing her and talking to her mm. you know mm. and of course she's my baby yes I'm, I'm gonna have a conversation with her yeah yeah <laughs> as you do and um you know just just bonding just mm. having those moments um and it was early in the morning um i think it was about uh, i think it might have been about 5 30 maybe 5 5 30 and i got a text um that uh, my eldest daughter mm-hmm. would like to see a picture. Oh, she wanted to see a picture, so I p- 
pull my phone out and just took a little picture of her, mm-hmm. uh, of Claudia in bed with me mm-hmm. and sent that through. Mm-hmm. And that was the picture that, that they had. That was the first um, mm-hmm. contact or the mm-hmm. first visuals that they'd, <coughs> sorry, that they'd seen of her. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm going to cough. It's okay. We had uh, asked the girls if they had wanted to come in and see. Yeah, see baby, um, see Claudia, but they had decided they didn't want to do that, mm. and I can understand why. Um, mm. Knowing knowing the way they are, knowing their personalities, ah, I see. Yeah, I had thought it would be a big ask of them to come and do that. I th- I thought it would be a bit too much for them. Yeah, to, to to be able to come in and and actually see her, and mm. it would be a bit too fearful for them, no matter how much we said. Mm. She's beautiful. She's mm. just come in and see her. You know, we would love you to to mm. have that time with her. Mm. I just don't think that they were able, yeah, to to do that. And knowing, you know um, them best, th- their little personalities. Yes. Yeah. And so we gave them the opportunity, of course, and and sort yeah. of just if they if they wanted to at any time come in, you know, mm. they were able to come in. Mm. But they were happy with the photos. Mm-hmm. They're happy seeing the photos. They're happy talking to me. They're mm. happy for me to describe what she looked like and. Um, they were happy to know, know that I was okay, but yeah. as I say, they, they weren't able to come in. So we weren't able to get the photos of the three siblings together, which I know um, is, uh, is, is important for other women and other families. Mm-hmm. But you can only go mm. with, what, with, with what your family is. Yeah, and what's presented and, and, and to you. Yeah, exactly. You can only go with the situation as it presents itself to yeah. you in, in that very moment, in that experience yeah. that you're going through. So... Um, we did what we could mm. with what we knew at That's the time, right. and yeah. um, it, and it was it was very good. You know, it was very um, that the children were um, able to process it in a way that was comfortable for them. Yeah. And so I suppose that's what I'm saying is I think if we'd have pushed them to come in uh. and gone, oh no, it's really important that you come in and do it. I think they might have had trouble, more trouble processing mm. their grief. I think they would have gone through a lot of fear mm-hmm. before they got to mm-hmm. grief. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was okay with them to yeah. be able to say that and to be able to say, I, d- I, I just, I don't want to, mm. I don't want to do that. So you really followed their, their lead or their needs as well. What You respected mm. what was right for them and they were able to tell you that and you didn't push any other you know, agenda or what you wanted. You were very mm-hmm. mindful, it sounds like, of yeah. them. And given, like you said, you know them. You know them best in their personalities and what what would be helpful or not. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, what, what is important for each family is different for them. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of what, mm-hmm. what bonding and what memories I wanted, they were... Um, the, the, the being brought up onto the bare chest as soon as birthing happened and yeah. they were spending the night with her mm-hmm. in bed next to me so I could feel her her presence with me. And mm-hmm. that's that's what I, ne- I needed for the bonding. Mm. Um, mm. And uh, it's different for every family yep. and each situation is different. So there's certainly so much scope for right. um, taking baby home in a cuddle cot. What's a cuddle cot? A uh, cuddle cot's the um, – it's a uh, – uh, it's, it, it's it's basically a, a cot, like uh, the cots that you have at the hospital. Yeah. That they go in the crib, yeah. um, but it is, um, it's cooled. Mm. It's a cool cot, mm-hmm. so it keeps baby um, 
in a state where they're not deteriorating as yeah. rapidly as they would if they were not in a cooled state. Right. So baby's able to um, stay in hospital room for longer. Yeah. And baby's able to go home as well mm-hmm. for a little bit if that's what um, the parents and that's what mm-hmm. the family have decided they mm. is good for them and their family. Wow. Do all hospitals have them or maternity hospitals? Do you know? Or um, that not all of them have them mm. and the ones that do have them probably don't have enough. Really? So, oh. you know, it's always a, a case of um, if, if someone knows about that right. and asks about it, then they will probably be... But not everyone would know. No, mm. like I say, you just, you just don't know. You don't know that sort of information going in. Mm. Um, was, was, but you were told that? You were told about a cuddle cot? Is no, not at the time. Not at the time? <laughs> no, not at the time we weren't. Um, that's information that... You know, you find out afterwards in talking to right. um, other women and other families and their experiences and what was really important to them, mm. um, you know, being able to have access to something like that where mm-hmm. they could preserve um, mm-hmm. preserve baby mm. so that the siblings can come in and see right. baby yep. when, uh, and if that's stopping um, the deterioration of baby, mm-hmm. then, then it means that, you know, siblings can come in and pictures can be taken mm. um, and th- there's a, that extended bonding mm-hmm. um, for, for the, the broader family members to come in and, and do that. So you have a bit more time and you can do yeah. it at, at home if you want. It steals a bit more time, mm. you know, and people need different amounts of time to mm. process things. Mm. Some people, um, you know, and I'll say this in, in our case, mm-hmm. um, I, I would have loved to have had Claudia a little bit longer with me. Mm-hmm. Um but it was it, I could see that it was really detrimental to my husband okay. to see her um, deteriorate. It was really um, something that was very um, emotionally heavy on him. Okay. And so as a family, you've got to right. decide what is the best for everyone. Mm. And it was not going to work mm. for us as mm. a family mm. unit mm. to extend her stay with us okay. any, any longer. You know, right. she had to, after a few days, it was... She had to go to the morgue. Mm. I can't imagine how that that moment of letting her go to the to the morgue must have been. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to sort of conceptualise what's you know one bad moment from the next in a, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's like oh my gosh, it's a lot for the brain to even comprehend. Well, yeah, you you, you actually don't yeah. you don't comprehend all yeah. of the separate incidents that that happened during that time. Right. And you can't, um, you, you can't even let yourself believe that you can mm. cope with one situation before another one presents itself. Yeah. So you can't resolve so what's many. going on there yeah. Yeah. before you now have to make another decision before you another thing has to happen mm-hmm. in the process for mm. the process to happen. Um, so you, you definitely don't. Yeah. Um, uh, conclude any mm. any feelings from the, the from the past. Um, trauma because it seems like every few hours something oh, something's happening that's what it sounds like um and at the, the when you're talking about um taking or having that mm-hmm. moment where um the baby gets taken taken to the morgue um we had uh, the, I, I remember that moment i remember that that we had had the discussion in the morning that today was going to be the day that, mm-hmm. that we were going to um call the nurse to come and take her down and we had decided mm-hmm. that once we had made that call um we then wouldn't keep calling her back 
mm-hmm. you're able to have access to them. Once they go to the mall, you're able to actually bring them back oh, out if you want to oh, see really? them again and things like that. So, you know, they can go down, yes. they can go downstairs, but then they can come back to you as mm-hmm. well. So you're able to get access to them. Um, but we had Claudia in with us in the room for the time we were there. Mm-hmm. We were there for two days. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't, she hadn't gone down to the morgue yet. Um, there was a, a sense that I, I know that myself, it was going to kill me to have to continually say goodbye, mm-hmm. to continually have that last goodbye. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I can't, I just can't do that. Mm. I, I, I can it's hard enough saying goodbye once. Mm. I don't want to do that. Mm. Why am I going to keep mm. bringing bringing that back in just to have to let it go again? Oh. Like it was just too just just too too much. And so that we had, I knew that that um, my husband was really he was getting quite distressed at seeing her deteriorate because their little skin gets mm. you know the, the, they start to sink a little bit the circulation yeah. um, starts to you know you can see that they're more purple and yeah you know the, it, it just um yeah it sure it, that makes it, sense it just, it, yeah it evolves so um i knew that we had to that that time was running out to have her with us um and so as i said we and, and, and i knew that i couldn't keep doing mm goodbyes mm. and so it was like well I think this is the day yeah. where his mental capacities yeah, he's reached its limit yep. Yep. and I know that I'm not going to say I'm not going to it's hard enough doing it once I can't keep doing it so once we say goodbye I, I, I need to have said goodbye yeah. um, to that physical to her physical body and her physical presence right. um, and I remember in the morning knowing that that was going to happen and it's like a dread mm. it's it's just like oh no it's just oh. another thing mm. like do we have to do this oh as if you need it's another like, oh, oh, yeah like, so it had gone finding out she was dead mm-hmm. giving birth the next day having to tell everyone the next the mm. day after mm. and then on that fourth day was now we're saying goodbye to her God. So it just felt like it just was relentless. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely relentless. It? Like, why do I have to make all these huge life decisions right now? Like, I can't, I can't comprehend what happened to me five days ago. Yeah. And yet you're asking me to do this massive decision about when am I going to ever mm. see my baby again? Mm. Do I want to say goodbye to her right now? How do I want that to happen? I, I mean, I, what? I, I, I no clue. Yeah. No clue at all. So what we ended up doing, um, I remember looking at the clock and it was 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. And we'd gone, okay, we, we have to do, we, we just have to do this. Um, yeah. we, have to, we have to be able to do this today. And um, there was a, how are we going to do it? All right, so we'll call the nurse. Mm-hmm. So we and and we had been told that. So when when we were ready to do that, okay. to call the the, head, the process head, yeah. head midwife, and she would mm-hmm. um, be able to facilitate that for us. So I said, okay, all right. But when do we want her to come in? Uh, and Another I said, decision. I, said, I, need, I think I need a bit of time. Mm-hmm. I think I need I cannot too much time because it's almost like mm. prolonging mm. this momentous decision. It's like dragging it out. Mm. It's like. It's so hard to explain mm. how that felt. So we, 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 I, I called her at 11. 
yeah at the desk and said um could you please come and get claudia at 12 o'clock right so that we can have we can just spend another hour with her and say goodbye mm-hmm. and they said yep not a problem we'll do that so that call was made and then i remember from 11 o'clock till 12 o'clock i don't think there was three minutes where i didn't look at the clock I just was constantly looking at it and I, I had her in my arms and just the clock and then mm. her and the clock oh. and then her and I was just mm. and, and I, I was just had so many tears but I also was so cried out. Mm, that's a thing. Well. That is a real thing. It's like I just, I, I'm, s- <laughs> I'm yeah. so overwhelmed. Like yeah. I can't even process that this is yeah. happening to me mm. right now mm. as I sit here. It's like mm. this this can't be crazy sitting here with my dead baby calling for the midwife to come and take her to the morgue. This can't be the last time I... What is this? This can't be happening. Yeah. This, this just seems such a surreal situation to, mm. to be in. And yet, here I am. And how am I coping? Not very well. Mm. <laughs> you know, not very well of at course. all with it. Yeah. Um, and so I was... Uh, uh, I had this overwhelming, of course, overwhelming grief. But there was also a little part of me that was like... Oh, so this means we're going to go to the next stage. Oh, next. wow. Yeah. So I wonder what the next stage is. The next stage is me making sure that I'm okay post-birth because it was just it was still 36, yeah. 48 hours post-birth. Yeah. So I was making sure I was okay and then, oh, my God, then I'm going to have to leave the hospital as well and then we're going to have to arrange her funeral. And mm. Oh, my God. Like It just was never ending. Yeah, you know? It's like I haven't even gotten – she's still in my arms and I'm still crying after having gone through days all of trauma of yeah. and now I've got looking in front of me I've got all these days oh, of it's <laughs> bullshit really isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my what god what is this <laughs> you know how, how does this even happen how do I how do I get to this how did I get here you know this is just so surreal and um, so yes yeah, so I was looking at the clock looking at her and just so grief stricken but also so cried out mm, you know mm. just I was just wrought overwrought mm. with everything and when they came in um they they came in very solemnly and mm-hmm. um mm. brought the the crib um in for transportation and it was just a normal the normal crib that they have mm-hmm. um that they wheel the baby from the birthing suites around oh, yeah. with and um oh no this is another terrible moment where I'll rem- one of those moments where I remember forever. Um, mm. They, they, they let us put. Oh no, did I, did I put her in, or did they put? I think I actually think I gave them to gave her to the midwife because I think I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. 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 And she put her in the the crib. And then I turned to my husband. I'm just bawling my eyes out again with mm. a newfound mm. tears that that hadn't <laughs> had found themselves again. Yeah. And um, we were looking right at them mm. and right at her, and she put a t- she put a blanket over Claudia, over her whole body. Oh, and oh no! I just I lost it again. I couldn't believe it, and mm. it just hadn't occurred to me that they would cover her up. Mm. To me, she's a baby. And yeah, why you, you would just tuck her in and and wheel her out and so when they did that it was almost like breaking my heart again it's like my heart can't break anymore Mm. like I can't take this anymore and you just reiterated that 
She's just dead. She's just dead, baby. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for that. That's the, that is now the... The brutal kind of reality. This, beautif- this beautiful goodbye that I was having that was so... Um, just so wrought for me, you know, so mm. so emotional, so raw. And then she gets put there and um, I just wanted to see her being wheeled out. Mm. With just with like a... Yeah, just, yeah, just, just like, like a, a normal, normal baby. baby. And yet it's like... Mm. Actually, no, she isn't a normal baby. She's dead and no, uh, and actually nobody else wants to see her in the ward because oh. they've got beautiful, healthy, happy, screaming babies and here comes my dead baby going to be wheeled through. Bloody hell. You know, it was just... What an what a interesting thing though, such a, such a, you know, from the outside looking at that, it, you'd, you know, oh, it's just a blanket going over. That's, a, that's what we do when someone's died. You know, it's a very <laughs> finite gesture. Of, but actually, how in a way, sort of like another level of trauma when you when when she did that, whether that was intentional, that's mm. their process. Who who knows, kind of thing. That was something very unexpected for you that really confirmed. Yeah, it's like a whole another level of confirmation. And it is, and I think because we had been, they had been so wonderful the mm. whole time. And I think, and I spoke mm-hmm. to you before about. Um, the beautiful midwife that was talking to yes, my baby yeah. when I when I um, when I woke and to find her treating her like a mm. a, a, a beautiful live baby and how that felt mm. you know that you, you can't take that feeling away that mm. of oh, just joy mm. you know, just utter joy that oh look somebody else is is seeing the beauty yep. that I see yeah and and then to to contrast that with um, this is what they do with dead people. They yep. they cover them up. They do, and I d- it just didn't comprehend that, that that's what would happen. And then I'm trying to rationalise it in my head afterwards, going, "But yes, if a, uh, if an older person dies, you know, they they that's cover they them up. That's yeah. what they do. And so why did I not think that they would cover oh. her up? Yeah. Um, but I, d- I didn't think that they would do that. And it yeah, it 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 added a level mm. of that the the difficulty in letting go of that physical, her physically there with us, her physical mm. presence with us was just, it's such a difficult moment mm. and it's such a moment that whatever happens in that moment, you'll remember it, you know, you remember that and then to have something unexpected, yes. whether, whether it's process, whether it's yes. what they do, I don't know, but I wasn't expecting yeah. it and Caught it felt, mm. it felt bad, mm. it, it broke my heart again you know it's like oh no really it's like really i I just can't i can't break anymore guys like Mm. i've reached my breaking Mm. limit Mm. (laughs) like Mm. i just Mm. can't can't do anymore um how was your you mentioned your husband that he'd reached a point too where you, mm. you two had made a decision that she needs to go to the morgue i'm curious about how he coped how his I don't know journey and process was, and ha- and if there was any impact on you two as a as a couple and him as a father. Like mm. we're here talking about you, a woman's experience, but I'm curious about the father's experience. Well, it's it mm. to have that experience is mirrored mm. in, in your partner. It's it's his child. It's his daughter. It's it's his mm. baby too, and mm. he wanted child as much as I wanted. wanted Claudia there with us alive as much as I did yeah. and um, it was um, devastating yeah. to see that so you know 
like I say, how do I broach it with my children? You know, my, my thought mm. in, in um, equal measure to that was how do I break my husband? How do I break my kids? How do I break my husband? Because it's going to be mm. this is life-changing, you know. Mm. This is something that y- you don't just... Um, you don't just recover from no. something that kind of stays with you. It's one of, of those course. experiences that resonates and that, that you carry through. It sounds like you 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 had such a sense of responsibility. Like I'm going to be the one breaking their hearts. Yeah, probably. Which is an interesting. <laughs> I don't know. It's, on, it's, it's just it's very striking the words that you use. Where it, it's it's kind of not. It's sure the baby grows in you, but. Mm. I don't know. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or I a bad thing. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm just like, but you're the holder of this stuff, you know, yeah. that you're the one that has to inflict these wounds kind yeah. of thing when you're already wounded yourself. Yeah, it felt it felt that way, whether that's um, mm. a good a good thing or not. It probably is not a good thing at all. It probably speaks mm. to some bad coping mechanisms <laughs> on my part. Well, we all have them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you're faced with um, sure. experiences sure. that you just have no – you've got no – There's no rules. What are the – How does it work? Yeah, have absolutely. <laughs> I've got no template to how yeah. to work this situation yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and, and I suppose when I speak to it, um, especially when I'm speaking of, of how I felt at the time, I can only – speak to speak to those things mm. and, and say this is what I felt and and that that is what that is where my mind went and that is what I felt whether it's whether it was the correct things to feel or not I, mm. I have no clue but um you know like I say I know you know how how my children were mm-hmm. that they're deeply sensitive and and um mm. how they would process the information you know I've uh, my husband and I have been together for um, t- ten years or something at the time. So yeah, um, you know, I clearly know his you know his him. temperament and personality mm. as mm. well, and mm-hmm. I know that he would have this would blindside him. Mm. This just was not in his canon of knowledge mm. at all. You know, a- as it wasn't in mine, mm. but th- it was just not in his. And so I felt a, a t- uh, how, how do I how do I help him and support him as well mm. with this mm. with this information that that I'm carrying and mm. that that we have to process through together? Yeah. Um, and he, um, you know, he he's a very sensitive man, a very deep man, mm-hmm. um, and like a lot of men, um, quite reserved, mm-hmm. quite reserved in their emotions. Not not immature in his mm. emotions, but just not the way that that say I process my emotions um and so when we were in the um when we were in the birthing suite um you know he was quite reserved and and quite sort of within himself even though it was us two together in there Mm. um and when Claudia was born there's obviously both of us have a huge outpouring of emotion you know it's such a pointed spot to be mm, in mm, you know, mm, that, that mm. this is the situation we're in and it is just overwhelmingly full of grief um what happened um he was actually probably um quite good after mm-hmm. um after she was born mm-hmm. uh, apart from being able to uh, be not wanting to see her deteriorate right yeah in terms of being able to to talk to the the family and stuff like that and let them know what had gone on and mm-hmm. and receiving visitors and things like that getting things that I needed but what 
what um, pushed him as well was so going, uh, seeing her deteriorate and having the Mm -hmm. um, decision to take her down to the morgue. Mm -hmm. But also I I stayed in the hospital again for another day just to make sure I was okay. Mm -hmm. And then we left the hospital together. Mm -hmm. And on that drive home, I remember he was... He was just really quiet, and I was like, "Oh, you know, what's wh- what are you feeling? What are you feeling to?" And he said, "Um, sorry." Mm-hmm. And so you were working. We were going from mm. going into the car from the hospital, and he was just unusually quiet. And uh, I said to him, "You know, what's what's going through your brain that now? What what are you thinking?" Mm. And he was not not angry. In in a, an aggressive sense, but mm. angry, like you know, mm. sort of internally mm. frustrated, and he went, "Oh, I just I feel like I'm leaving her," you know. Oh, yeah. I, it was different when I was there because he could come back, mm. but when I left and we both left, yes, yeah, it was this sense of this is his sense of we're leaving her, and he got that. But I'm her dad, and I shouldn't be leaving her, and this mm. is not what I should be doing. Mm. And so he had that moment of. He felt like he was letting her down, oh, yeah. You know, and, and then so it was that conversation of no, you've mm. we we did all we can. You've been mm. an amazing father. You know, you mm. you loved her, um, however she was presented to us, and we we did this together, and mm. you know, just reiterating that support that we had for each other. So that was that was a moment that I that I really well remember that that he mm. was finding it just really difficult. Really difficult to get past that moment. Mm. And how were things over time between the first few sort of weeks and months within the family? The as as life went on, you know, yeah, it's difficult um, mm. to mm. work out how life does go on. <laughs> you just feel like, how is it? Gonna uh, how does that even? Work? How do we work now? And and that's another part of the whole process of. Mm-hmm. Mm arranging her funeral, doing mm. the last, those last goodbyes with everyone and then um, actually realising that no more needs to be done there mm-hmm. and now you have to look oh. forward and I'm like, what does that look like? Oh, How do we navigate wow. that? Now? So now we've gone through that mm. month of processing all of mm-hmm. um, the, the death, the birth, the paperwork, yeah. the funeral, yeah. telling everyone the flowers have come. The flowers have gone now, mm. and now we're well. We're all back here again, and what what do we do? How, how do we do this? We've just gone through this gigantic yeah. experience together, and now how do we oh. how do we walk forward? How, how do we There's no bring that into really. our story? Mm. Um, and we were uh, we were always very conscious to have her as part of our story um claudia was always talked about yeah uh, so as we were saying with the kids before Mm. um it was not something that that we didn't pretend the experience didn't happen or we minimized it it was we didn't exaggerate it either but it was like well this this is what's happened Mm -hmm. and because everybody knew Mm. all their friends knew you know they were in school like the whole school knew of course of course um and i would be going to pick them up from school and the other mums would be coming and talking to me and I'd be bursting out in tears mm-hmm. and um, I, 
went and spoke to their teachers and, and yeah. told them what happened. And yeah, that's important, I imagine. They were they were just overwhelmed as well, mm. and um, mm. so there was this whole process of now, mm. how do we fit this in to how we're going to go forward? Um, but you do, mm. you, know, you just you just do, you just speak to it, and um, with the with the kids that we had, so um, Leah was in kindy mm. and Evie was in year one, and of course, being four, mm. they just they just talk and <laughs> they blurt stuff out. <laughs> if it's an inappropriate time, you can bet they're going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. And they um had a another friend that was um another school mum that was pregnant. Uh, that just after Claudia had passed away, she had found out she was pregnant, and mm. the two the two girls were were friends. Uh. And um, the mum came in as a parent helper, and um. And she was. This was further on. This was probably about six months later. So mm. you know, she was. She was sort of quite, quite belly. Mm. And of course, Miley is just like, you know, I had a baby sister, and you know what happened to her? She died. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, the, everyone knew, and, and the, oh. the mum had you know, knew what was going on, and she was like, oh, you got. Know, she was like, I know. <laughs> and how are you? And <laughs> to try to, you know, to, uh, just four-year-olds, just like. You know, just and, and then it just is. telling it like it is, and then of course the 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 other daughter, the the friend's daughter, was like, "So is ours gonna? Is ours ours gonna die?" Oh. It's like, oh my god, oh my yeah. god, oh, I felt I felt terrible for this poor mum to have to navigate that situation mm. with these two kids that are just innocently, just absolutely, <laughs> you know, with sort of complete innocence, they just discussing how things are and yeah. what what happens, and it's then very factual, really, isn't it? Yeah, but I suppose it's really um, it's age appropriate. Yeah, it's normal. That you would know, be it's normal. It's normal for them to want to discuss mm. those kind of things in a really age appropriate way, and that is that was completely mm. appropriate conversation for a four year old. And mm. and like mm. I said, I felt, I felt so sorry for. Her. <laughs> she, and she came to me after she said, I didn't know what to say. And I'm like, oh. I'm sure you were perfect and you were lovely. You know, yeah. like, don't think that you've mm. traumatised her anymore. It's mm. it's not anything like that. You know, you just speak to how you how you speak in that situation and that's fine. You know, she's she's just processing her own yeah. her own um, emotions about it and, mm. and seeing someone else yeah. having a big baby, big belly with a big baby. Sure. She's like, well, hang you. That yeah. just happened to us but you know what happened as well this and this and this and you're like oh and it's like maybe you know as an adult you're already like that's not appropriate to say <laughs> and they haven't learned that yet at four <laughs> <laughs> and then for the other the other daughter to go so is so what's going to happen with ours and oh. for her to go you know yeah you just never know but you don't yeah. you got no control over that or what yeah they say. yeah and um uh, when we were at the um, about a year afterwards, when we were at the, um, f- uh, we're at a photo booth somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, we were getting some photos done, and all these other families are around, and um, Leah, she was down by my feet, it's the four-year-old again. Oh, she's she's, she's <laughs> a cracker, hey? <laughs> what she says, um, and she just went. So, you know, where where's Claudia? Like, is she is she getting older? Is she? Doing wow. this? Is she doing that? Like this is a year later. Yeah. So the, the the process had still been that she was still thinking about it, mm. and she's like, so if she was here now, like she'd be this old, 
and she'd be with us in the picture. Like, would she have? Gee, no, as she was going through all the the um, the, the like the physiology of yeah. her. Like, so she, so her ears would be this big, and her hair would be what how fascinating. Her hair was this color. I wonder if it would change because you know my hair changed color and just and just really. I mean, obvious kind of questions on one level for a little person to... Yeah. What, what was that like for you to hear her say that? Um, it, it was fine, actually, because mm. that was part of our normal conversation. Oh, like, yes. I, I had said to them, if you ever have a question, just ask. Mm. I might not know the answer to it. Mm. And I might say, I don't know the answer. Mm. But I would rather you ask. And maybe we can work out the mm. answers together. Mm. So, to have her ask questions of, sure. you know, anything like that really... It was fine, yeah. And I, but in a, in you know, they're they're very blunt, yeah. <laughs> when they speak, there's and no like subtlety s- with them. <laughs> so they're like, so you know how Claudia's dead. <laughs> so you know she's dead, right? And she was dead. <laughs> yes, you could say that again. Why don't you say that again? <laughs> I, thought, I don't think the people in the back heard you, Leah. <laughs> I don't think the family at the back oh, heard you Jesus. waiting in line for their Christmas photos. Oh, bless. <laughs> Very cute. So, but would she be with us? <laughs> Who would be holding her? Oh. And it's like, oh, Such you know. lovely questions, though, really, in a way, <laughs> to wonder. <laughs> and they do when they wonder or they'll say things like, um, you know, do, th- do they become stars or, mm. or what happens to them? Or are they getting looked after by, you know, the great-grandparent or something like that? Wow, wow. So, they have They're quite deep questions in, in a way. Yeah. That I we all kind of wonder sometimes on some level, yeah. you know, what happens. I remember she, when she asked me about, um, we were walking to school and she was, uh, so it, does Claudia get older now she's dead? Mm. And I was like, mm. good question. That is a great question. So, you know, and, and yeah. you, you're trying to, you know. <laughs> so is she with, you know, is she with great granddad? Like, but is she, if she's with great granddad, like, is she getting older? Mm. But does that mean great granddad's getting older? <laughs> it's like, wow, wow, that is complex and That's I don't know that I can answer that. <laughs> I mean, because that, cause that then makes you think about, r- reminds you of what you believe, you mm. know, and then there's this part of this kind of, I don't know if it's an educational process or some sort of process by which we impart what we believe onto our children generally, you know, and that's kind of shoving it right in your face, making you... Oh yeah, what do, oh, what am I yeah. going to say? And here? also, what do we believe? Like we're not uh, a particularly religious family, mm. so when she's asking about yeah. where Claudia is mm. and is she with her family that has already passed, it's like, hang on a minute, do we do we facilitate the conversation about a afterlife and and how sure. do, are, are we doing that? Like, oh, hang on a minute, what what Wait. What, what, do, what do I think? <laughs> what do I believe? Exactly. <laughs> Like that's a pretty intense situation to suddenly find yeah, yourself. Yeah, like walking to school with you know like a, a tray full of sausage rolls or something for morning tea for everyone. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like any, oh my goodness! <laughs> Let me think about that. <laughs> Life is so surreal. <laughs> We're at school now. Here we go. Oh well. Go but but once there, you know, once you answer, and even if the answer is, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. What a what a good question. Mm. What a really interesting question that is. That's enough. Like yeah. You don't actually have to answer them in yeah. any full-blown way. You just have to acknowledge that they asked the question. Yes. Or another one that I use is, what do you think? How do you, what do you think, Sam? Yes, that that's is? a great one. Because then it's putting it back on them because yeah. they've clearly thought about it. And she might have an idea already. Yeah, so it's like, tell me about it. I'm not yeah. going to tell you yes or no, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but you can tell me what you think. And so for that one, she said, no, I think she is. I think mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think great-granddad is. 
I was like, okay, that's, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> Before we finish up, we're nearly at an hour. Oh, my till, gosh. I know, it goes quickly. Till I was wondering how this has changed you at all, like how, how you've made sense of it question to wow. finish with thanks, melanie thanks for sorry. that sorry um <laughs> don't have to answer of course but i think i still struggle to make sense of it yeah. to be quite honest yeah of course. um it's still something that i find is a surreal experience to have gone through mm. it's something that i still don't know th- how and why mm. i went through it how i got through it how we all got through it mm. how anyone gets through it um mm. Clearly, it changed a lot of things personally for mm-hmm. me as well. Mm-hmm. So, I changed careers. Mm-hmm. Um, I now work in supporting women that have had um, yeah. miscarriage, stillbirth, newborn death, infant death. So, that now is part of what yep. I do. Yeah. Um, I study psychology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's the, a broader scope there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in, it's changed in my personal life as well. You know, my... my mm-hmm. uh, their dad and I aren't together anymore mm-hmm. um, and that's not necessarily as a result of her death. Right. But um, I think what it does is, um, and, 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 and I'm saying this not in a way of, of um, uh, talking to the, the split of the marriage, that's something completely different mm-hmm. and private yeah. to us, but in general broad terms, um, for me what it did was made me realise that life is finite Mm. and you are actually in control of your life and you're in control of the decisions that you make and Mm. it's life is worth living life is Mm. worth seeking out the things that you want and to be finding the experiences that you want to be finding the fulfillment that you want it's there to be had Mm. and no one else is going to push that agenda Mm. apart from you Mm. so if you want the career that you want go and find it Go and get it. Mm. Go and put yourself out there. Uh, I think prior to that, I was uh, brought up to be just quite um, t- t- to not strive, mm. uh, and that's just part of the, the the family that I grew up in. That was the dynamics of the family, mm. um, and so when something like that um, happens, it's like a switch. Mm. It's like, oh no, wow. no, actually, you can't be on autopilot in your own life. It's like wake up. Yeah, just be wake, wake up. up wake up um no one else is driving your life but you mm-hmm. and if you want the fulfillment if you want the the joy and the happiness and everything the the, the wholeness that comes with life you've got to go and do that mm-hmm. no one else is going to do it for you no mm-hmm. one else is bringing it to you you've <laughs> got to go out and get it so there was it, re- it really brought down it felt like it brought down a war mm-hmm. so wow wow it, wow. Felt, it felt that that i had just it had just knocked something down um, in terms of me personally mm-hmm. and then moving forward, um, how that was going to look mm. in in my life and how I wanted to be and how I wanted to feel mm. as well, mm. to feel moving forward. Mm. Um, and I'm still learning and I'm still trying to find that and I'm still fumbling over things <laughs> and working it out. And you just never know. Um, you never know if your decisions are correct. Sure. You never know if the paths oh. you are on are correct. You can only just um, go forward in a in a way that that hopefully gives you the fulfillment that that you want. And um, if you make s- 
incorrect decisions and stumble along the way, then <laughs> that's all part of the experience. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming back and going through different kind of corners of the experience, <laughs> shall we say. Not a problem. Thank you so much, Thanks. Melanie, for having me back. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. by looking up Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. You can also find us at our website, www.whws.org.au. Bye.